really bad, son. I choose you as champion. Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Welcome to Fansplainers. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And this is a uh, spin-off sidecast. What would you say? What is it? This is a sidecast. Sidecast, okay. Yes. Uh, I don't know the difference between a spin-off and a sidecast. Uh, but we also do a podcast called Sneaky Dragon. And on that one, we occasionally talk about movies, but we don't want to spoil the movies on that one. So we have made this uh, a place where we can gather all our spoiled uh, views. Spoiled goods. Yes, just rotting <laughs> spoiled views and put oh. them all here. So it's uh, it's your option if you want to listen to them or not. And yeah. today we're going to when be... When you paint a picture like that, who wouldn't? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's basically what the internet is. It's like a big <laughs> pile of rotting views, right? <laughs> like if they were fresh, sure. you'd just take them out in public and yeah. say them directly to a human being. Sure. This yeah. is... Yeah, this is the back alley where we uh, let this stuff fester. And what we're going to be talking about are, is anyone still listening? No, fair <laughs> enough. Then we can talk about what we want. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about uh, the film Shazam. Yes. So we've done now uh, three very, three very nerdy films in a row. <laughs> we have, and we the next one will be nerdy as well. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping we can kick this at some point. Just yeah, get off some of this point whole... we'll uh, some point we'll sure. you know we'll do a nice uh, you know classy classy we'll do, film. I was, right. was going to say like a Harvey Weinstein film, but of course that's not classy <laughs> at all anymore. What year do I live in? That's right. Well, uh, next we'll do a Merchant Ivory movie. Yes, there you go. Yeah. Are they both okay? How's things going? Well, Ivory's James Ivory's still around, but Israel Merchant I think is has left us. Okay. Yeah. Did he leave us clean without left, any? Uh... Apparently, it's all good. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Thank goodness. Okay. So... And James James Ivory, of course, won the Oscar for his screenplay for um, "Call Me by Your Name," uh, not this recent one, but the one before, right? Well, good on him. Or was so... it, no? It was the last. Right. The last so, Oscars, so when they do the sequel to "Call Me by Your Name," second calling, we'll do <laughs> we'll do that one, calling. and we'll talk about it. But for today, we're going to be talking about Shazam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, uh, let's. Uh, which is interesting because the first film that we talked about on this podcast was Captain Marvel. Yes. Which was the original name original for. Name. Yeah. Just a little bit of backstory about the character, which you probably know, but here we go. Uh, appeared in Wiz Comics, I believe, number two. I don't think it, he appeared in Wiz Comics number one for some reason. He was taking a Wiz. I may be there. You go. Uh, I may be. Uh, I may be getting that. That wrong but uh captain marvel was a very popular character who then dc comics went hey that's way too much like our superman character uh he wasn't at all like the superman he was character. a strong guy who could fly who was a superhero but very different origins yeah uh very different uh a very different temperament yeah uh and the stories were very and the story different. structure was different as well yeah. but that's not why you sue someone because you legitimately think it's too close yeah you sue them because they're selling better than you <laughs> exactly or coming happened. close to it so yeah. that's why dc said knock it off so for a while there wasn't any captain marvel comics and the name uh was adapt was uh, adopted by a couple of different uh, comic books uh, uh companies include one of them was a guy who would just like split apart would just go split and he all his body parts We'll go flying in different directions. That doesn't sound marvelous. No, it really doesn't. Mm. And uh, a lot of their 
characters would be uh, names that were already known, like Dr. Fate or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Just went, so let's forget about those jerks. Okay. Uh, but then later on, uh, Marvel took the name. And for a while, when DC Comics then finally bought the rights uh, to uh, Captain Marvel, their Captain Marvel, there was two Captain Marvels. Both mm. DC and Marvel had Captain Marvels. Yeah. And uh, finally, it was just like too, too annoying. Uh, and they just now call Captain Marvel Shazam yeah. in uh, the DC land. So it wasn't any sort of action on, on Marvel's part that uh, the DC well forced when they, were when, they forced it to change it when to they Shazam? brought it but when they brought him back they called him Captain Marvel in the comic yeah but the cover would say with one magic word and then it would be Shazam uh, okay uh, the world's mightiest mortal mm. uh, so they couldn't call the comic Captain Marvel yeah. on the cover but you could call the character Captain Marvel and what was nice about the revival of of Shazam or Captain Marvel was that they still use the original artist CC Beck for the for the at least in the initial run of, of at least issues. for a little while, and his, he had a really great kind of very clean line style, very uh, bright and kind of an open, very kid friendly style. I, th- I would call right. Uh, I really, I really like his uh, his art style. There were some, there were still some dark stories back in the day with Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. Like there would be people threatening to burn out Billy's tongue with a knife, mm-hmm. sure, or you know, people would but try to murder. But they're children. done with these really sweet. Sweet drawings. Sweet looks, yeah. yeah right. And really then you'd have uh, uh, a talking tiger would mm-hmm. be their friend. Talkie Tawny, yeah. Yeah, the, great. Uh, Mr. Tawny, the talking tiger, however you want to put it. Uh, and there's so many different Marvels. Mm-hmm. There was uh, Mary Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr., uh, Fat Marvel. I mean, Fat Marvel isn't the best name for a Marvel. <laughs> but there was like the three, there was three uh, Lieutenant Marvels. And there was like okay. uh, Fat Marvel, Tall Marvel, and like yeah. Hillbilly Marvel. I wow. think it was just called Hill Marvel. Lost his Marvels. <laughs> exactly. And there was yeah. uh, Uncle Uncle Dudley was, uh, uh, he pretended to be like a Marvel character, though he wasn't. He would just okay. like take off his clothes and yell Shazam. And he was a little, maybe not right in the head. There was a lot of that. And there was that Hoppy the Marvel Bunny. Okay. That, so, that, you know, that sounds great to me. If you like, uh, you know, nowadays, if you like Spider-Ham, well, look, they were doing Hoppy the Marvel Bunny way, <laughs> way back before they should have been doing any of that stuff. So anyway, that was that was the character. But sure. they, uh, uh, DC decided to do a little bit of a revamp uh, of it recently and uh, just called him Shazam, yeah. which is what you'd think is odd because then he can't say his own name. Yeah. Because when he says his name, he transforms. But then Captain Marvel Jr., Mm. Also had that problem was a character who could never say his own name, okay. which was uh, you know his uh, his friend, uh, <laughs> and uh, a little bit of trivia which we always bring up when you bring up Captain Marvel Junior. Uh, Elvis was a huge fan, uh, based his hairstyle on Captain Marvel Junior, and based like if you look at his nineteen seventies uh, outfits with the cape, yeah, it's very Captain Marvel. Wow, interesting. And he used to have uh, all of the people who worked for him wear a little lightning bolt. Uh, mm. necklace yeah. which was a captain marvel thing is because he was a big fan of captain marvel jr particularly interesting yeah because uh elvis dyed his hair is that right yeah he wasn't he was a kind of a light brown hair okay but he dyed it black so it's uh, interesting it's a very pot yeah a very popular character and uh he he had a tv show he had a couple of tv shows he had a tv show in the 70s okay. uh where he uh co-starred with isis because he was a big fan of isis the organization that wasn't <laughs> at all it was a superhero <laughs> named isis whose name you can't use anymore Almighty isis that's isis, right isis, isis. uh there was also uh, an animated series and back in the day there was a a quite good um, cereal, like black and white cereal. Uh, as I'm okay. not saying like breakfast cereal, but no, like no. black and white when you said, uh, cereal. First I thought you said cereal. Then when you said black and white, I was thinking, no, no, it's uh, old. There's really no good movie. black and white cereal. No, there's no good black the and white The closest cereals. one is Oreo breakfast cereal. And even that is like just disturbing. <laughs> but if you, if you do get a chance to go on to YouTube and, and look at the old Captain Marvel uh, cereal, they, the effects are very good. Like okay. the flying effects are very, very good. Mm. Um, 
and the and the, the episodes themselves are, are, are all right too. So give that a little look see. Uh, but that brings us to now modern and hey, times. At the same time as Captain Marvel's in theaters, yes. Uh, the guy that used to be Captain Marvel's in theaters. That's, that's interesting. What a, obviously not planned, but what a fun coincidence. Really. Yeah, and they've both been very nice about it, and they've both been very supportive of each other's films. And mm. I think a lot of people wanted a little bit of heat between them on that, <laughs> a little competitiveness, yeah. and yeah. they've both been very sweet about it. Okay. So, well, that's so good on that. That's good. And I'm going to say uh, a personal bias that I have about this movie. Okay. Uh, Zachary Levi used to be on a show called Chuck. Yeah. And on, on that show, Chuck, they uh, said a lot of nice things, and did a lot of promotion for my wife's book why the last man that's right chuck he used to have a giant why the last man poster mm. in his room that you saw like every episode which is well geez that's nice yeah uh and uh he would talk about the the comic on the show mm-hmm. and uh recently he did a little video piece uh, at golden apple comics and also started talking about that so uh, <laughs> i like uh, zachary levi yeah you know, seems I'm, like a nice i'm pro nice that guy, guy. Mm-hmm. i'm enjoying him on the marvelous miss mazel i'm enjoying him I've enjoyed him in many things. Okay. He's very charming, and he's also appeared in the uh, Thor, two most recent Thor movies as well, as uh, one of the Warriors 3, as Fandral. Oh, really? Yes. I did not realize that. Yeah. For the longest time, he has wanted to be in a comic book movie, so okay. now he's got to be in uh, two. So, this is kind of a dream come true, he said. That's fun. So, uh, Jamin Honsu is now a crossover actor. He's in a DC movie. He plays the, he plays the wizard, Shazam the Wizard, right. and he also is in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. And, and in uh, Captain Marvel, which is interesting. And in uh, the Aquaman movie. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, he, also, uh, he also carries Wow, there, so he's all over DC. King of the Fishermen. But that's interesting. So now, now Zachary Levi is also a, a, a Marvel DC crossover actor. Yeah. That's, that's kind of fun. Exactly. I like that. So uh, let's go general. Uh, that's my background on, on the character. If you've right. got anything more to add, again, please uh, do so on our webpage. We'll tell you more about that information later on. Uh, but uh, Dave, what do you think of this movie generally? Let's go just ballpark in it. I liked it. Okay. I did like it. I thought, obviously, I thought there were some problems with it. And and uh, I wasn't entirely happy with some of the tonal choices. But overall, I, I you know, like, I would rate it like, if I was going to give it like a rating, I would say like 6 out of 10 would be my... Okay, so six out of ten is a liking it for, for you. Yeah, yeah. That's like a good C plus. Yeah, like a five is a, a five would be like, you know, it's pretty pretty good, not the greatest thing I've ever seen. Is it going, but... at, getting out of your house, getting into a car? Yeah, I think so. Going to a theater? So a six is worth going to a theater yeah, for you? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, in, in general, I thought Zachary Levi was, was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was very charming. Yeah. And I thought it was this very strong third act. Like, the idea that they have for the third sure. act is very strong. Yeah. And then I thought the rest was a bit of a mess um, <laughs> and that I thought like ideas that they brought up don't connect well with other things. And mm-hmm. it was it was like a lot of interesting scenes that appear to be in different movies quite often. Well, that's that's what I mean about tone. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't think it holds together that well as a movie. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's the stuff that works, works. Stuff that doesn't, doesn't. Uh, I just thought it was a little bit lazy, the construction of it. Uh, and it would not have been that hard to, uh, to you know, connect some things together. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. Sure. Um, I just want to say before we go on, though, that every single person I've talked to who's seen this movie loved it or liked it at least. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to anyone who didn't enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to knock it too much because I feel like, you know, my point, my view of films... You know, I really want a story to work for me. I really want to see like a, a coherent story and a, like a movie that can 
keep a tone that's consistent throughout the film. And maybe that's not important to people when they go to see a popcorn movie like this. They just want to have the fun of it. And this movie is very fun. It has lots of fun elements to it. Mm-hmm. They want the action. And this movie has lots of good action as well. Uh, but there's parts of it where I feel like, yeah, there was lazy elements to it. That there, there were things that weren't really necessary in the film. Like there's no reason to show, for instance, him meeting his mom. I thought that was very, didn't need it. Didn't need it. You know, like he doesn't need that to grow forward. You know, in fact, in a way, it takes the choice of for, away from him and just makes it an obvious choice. You know what I mean? Instead of making like a, a a mature decision to move move forward in his life, he just kind of hits the wall of his of his mum. You know, who does still doesn't care for him. Just made a choice to walk away from him, mm-hmm. and. You know, so then he well, has. Why don't we? Why don't we get into that point right now? Sure. Then? Okay. All right. Let's. And we're gonna not necessarily be completely linear uh, with this. I can't because it's been a couple of weeks since we saw it. So right. it's, I'm gonna jump around a bit. So Sorry, um, one of the aspects to Billy Batson's personality is that he's uh, he's a foster kid. Yeah. He's gone from uh, home to home. Yeah. He's always run away. He's always been trouble. Sure. But he's looking for his mom. His mom and him. His last memory of his mom. He was at a carnival. Uh, she she won him a little compass. And uh, and then he got lost, and mm-hmm. then has been trying to find her ever since. Okay, get it? The compass, get it, everyone. So we got, Ugh. so we got that. So he's an orphan. <laughs> yeah. There we are. So now the original Billy Batson was also a, an orphan, right? Just was, a straight out orphan, and you never really found anything about him. You just don't know anything about it. It's just kind of one of those convenient things where right. you just don't want a lot of attachments because it just creates too much. Yeah, it's the Disney thing. The, yeah, yeah. The Disney, this is always like funny to me whenever people talk about uh, Disney and like how uh, all the uh, Disney films are so family friendly and the first mm-hmm. thing they always do is kill the parents. It's yeah. weird that the family friendly films you've got to like do it. But sure. you're right. Otherwise the parents are going, stop it. Yeah. The yeah. original. The it's original... the same with the Roald Dahl books as well. Like all, yeah. almost all Roald, all Roald Dahl books. In some way there's some element of, of, you know, parents are gone or whatever, whether it's James the Giant Peach or Danny right. the Champion of the World. The witches, all those stories involve, you know, lost parents. And there's some other person who's looking after the kids, but they don't have the same authority that parents would have. And so it allows for the story to... Now, now, what you get... Okay, so in the, the original comic book version, again, we don't have to get too much into the original comic book version, but the original comic book version was, he's an orphan, and you were just like, well, he's an orphan. That's just the thing. Yeah. He's making a living selling newspapers. Yeah. Uh, a guy comes up to him and goes, follow me. He goes, okay. Uh, follows him into uh, an abandoned uh, subway, uh, you know, and gets Tunnel, on a yep. train mm-hmm. uh, and goes to a place where there's a, you know, a wizard. Wizard says, uh, speak my name. He goes, okay, and speaks his name, Shazam, turns into Captain Marvel. Wizard mm-hmm. dies instantly, crushed by a rock, and now he's, uh, now you're a superhero. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. Done. All yeah. right, we get it. It doesn't have to make sense. Later on in the comic, they made other points, like the guy that was leading him yeah. looked like his father, which is the only reason he would follow okay, a guy. Okay. You try to justify things sure, sure. as you yeah, go along. As you go along, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But the original thing, it's, you know, it has a fairy tale element to it where there's people doing things that are maybe not explicable outside of a fairy tale right. story. Now, one of my things with, and I, I do want to, don't want to be a uh, show hog here, but uh, this is one of my <laughs> main problems with the DC movies is I think there's a casual cruelty that gets ignored. That's mm-hmm. this, or that is, uh, is accepted. Okay. And uh, here's one of those examples. Uh, so, Again, and we're going to jump around a little bit. He's looking for his mom through the whole thing. At yeah. one point later on, he does get to find his yeah. mom. Yeah. His mom is not too far away from him. He goes to see her and finds out she didn't want to see him. She felt she was too overwhelmed as a young mother and yeah. she couldn't take care of him. She saw him with the police, thought he could have a better life with someone else, and left. Mm-hmm. So when we see his mom, 
uh, she's she rejects him, and like that can be enough. You can do that. Yeah. That's okay. There's a beat to play. Yeah. But what they have to do then is like, and she's clearly in an abusive relationship with yeah. a guy. Yeah. So it feels like the movie is going, and she deserves this. Mm. She deserves to get whacked around a bit. Yeah. Because yeah. she's a bad person because she abandoned her son, and this lady should uh, basically, you know, now be beaten, and she's bad. Mm. And it's just like, hmm, seems cruel. Seems unnecessarily. Yeah. You know, cruel to 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 <laughs> to lay that sure. down on yeah. on her and it doesn't feel like the kind of thing uh, a more mature movie would do that that's the kind of thing that casually is through this movie to me yeah it's just like everyone's mean and vicious and cruel and uh except for the heroes and even them barely (laughs) but what did you feel about that scene well like i said i thought it was unnecessary i don't think he needs to find his mom just because in terms of the story to me it forces it just makes his choice easy rather than difficult Mm -hmm. and i think if you're gonna so in the film, his choice is to to choose his foster family and and make them his family. He's been resisting that. He's and this is one of my problems with the film, actually, in terms of tone. Is when he's Shazam, he's the most lively and bright and happy and fun person you've ever met. But when he's Billy Batson, he's like the biggest stick in the mud. This sourpuss, you know, this uh, downer who's. You know, this kind of doesn't smile, doesn't right. just, you know, puts his hoodie over and walks away with his hands in his pocket kind of a character. And then when he turns into a superhero, he's not like, he does his personality changes. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not like, doesn't put his cape over his head and walk away with his hands in his, his pockets. He does all this fun stuff and has a lot of fun. And then when he's back to being a Billy Batson, his personality changes. Yeah, he's again. literally dancing as, uh, as uh, Shazam. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. shooting electrical bolts into Which the you sky. Can and... almost have because, again, sorry to go back to the comics. In the comics, they're two different guys. When Billy Batson, the boy, turns into Captain Marvel, okay, that's a different personality. So they should have made that clearer then because if the movie they were doesn't, doing that, but I don't yeah, think they, they don't, do. They didn't because they yeah. want the cake and eat it. They want him to be like, oh, I can now drink. I can now yeah, do yeah. all these things. Yeah. I can go to a strip club. Sure. I can do all these things that an adult could do. It's basically yeah. big. Yeah. You know, in fact, to the point where they even have a little scene with uh, the giant xylophone in a toy store. And it's a little tribute to Big mm, there. That's right. Yeah, like, that's okay, right. Nice, yeah. nice little nod there. But you're right. Personality wise, there should have been something like that Billy says. Like he should yeah. have like some sort of uh, affectation to his to to to, to his speech. Yeah. That like when the other guy is doing it, uh, Shazam is doing it. Then you go like, yeah, it's the same. Well, what here's what here's how I think you could correct that very simply is that you make him a con character. You make him a character that that's you know kind of hyper. He's trying to sell himself. He's trying to you know get one over on people, but in a way that's you know like because we don't we don't have to ha- we don't have to like him as Billy Batson right away. I mean, we have if we're gonna have see his character grow, it shouldn't just be as Captain Marvel that he grows or as Shazam that he grows. It should be his entire person as Billy Batson and Captain Marvel or, or Shazam. Let's uh, say Shazam. Um, and so if you ha- had him a bit more antic, a little bit more like his friend in the film, Fred- Freddie Freeman, yeah. then his, you know, changing to, to Shazam and still being this sort of antic character who's, you know, wants to have fun and explore this, suddenly being an adult thing. Yeah. Then that would make more sense to me. It would, you could also get some more physical things out of him too, where mm-hmm. you know, if you're uh, if you have that kind of activeness as a as a, in a teenage body, that's fine. But as an adult, that like when you hit the wrong thing, it goes yeah. flying across the room, and you can break a wall. Yeah, you could. I mean, they they never really play with the idea of like growing pains or what have you. Mm-hmm. It's, it mm-hmm. is kind of 
you know, in the uh, Spider-Verse movie we just talked about, you know, there's a lot of stuff about puberty. This is almost super puberty. You yeah. have like instantly become a man. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah. And you don't really get into that at all either. You can't, any of, any of those beats of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, you know. He enjoys it. Yeah, you get yeah. that, but nothing else. Like, there's no awkwardness. There's no. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, my! I'm taller. I'm hitting my head, even though it wouldn't hurt him. Mm-hmm. You know, just. Yeah, I mean, I guess because of the connotations of it, but it would have been kind of fun if a woman had come on to him. You know, because he's handsome and he's yeah. muscular and stuff like that. But he's really still a kid, so he's like all shy and embarrassed about it, and doesn't. It's awkward and. Well, they get a thing about know. like I don't know how to pee in this thing, like mm-hmm. in the outfit. Mm-hmm. To which you want kind of want to go. Do you though? Like, do you pee in that outfit? Or is the outfit you? Are you a guy underneath that? Yeah, yeah. You know, what's what's your deal? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you never really kind of get what the, what the rules of it are. Because, again, unlike in uh, comics, uh, even though Shazam, the, the wizard, gets killed in the comics, he gives a lot of advice afterwards and lets, lets him know what's, what's up. Mm-hmm. Whereas no one gives him advice. Yeah. It's just like, you know, once he becomes the character, he's got to figure it all out on his own. Let's get to the wizard, actually, real quick. Is that okay? Well, how about we go to the worst part of the film, which is the beginning of the movie. Which is kind of where we first see the wizard. Yeah, but is let's talk, a, right, but let's talk about the problem. To me, this is one of the right. major problems, not with this, just with this film, with, with movies in general nowadays. Okay. All is, the car ads. Is the, <laughs> is the idea that humans aren't evil, that we are, or humans can't be evil, that we're just products of other evils that make us bad bad in some way but it's excusable because of all the bad things that happen to us yeah that was a big idea why don't you explain what you're talking so we have movies like maleficent you know we have movies like i can't remember it's called the wizard of oz film that sam raimi did okay where we learn how the witch became the witch sure we can no longer we've also had she's no longer just a mean musical wicked as well yeah she's no longer just a mean person right now we understand that she was cheated in some way and reacted to it by turning green and 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 nasty or maleficent she had the most horrible thing happen and who wants to see that in a movie by the way where someone cuts off her wings and leaves her this sort of half half of what she was you know like so now when you watch the Sleeping Beauty, are we supposed to feel sorry for her that she gets killed as a giant dragon blowing fire at the, at the knight who's come to save Sleeping Beauty? Like, wh- how are we supposed to feel about her character then? Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to feel about the Wicked Witch? She has a house dropped on her. No, that's a different one. How are we supposed to, she gets a bucket of water thrown on her and she melts? Is that, is that a sad ending for her? Well, or, she did set the scarecrow on fire, so, you know. Yeah, but I mean, she has but come on, through. what happened? She got cheated by some guy yeah. who she thought liked him and then her sister told her a bunch of lies and she turned green. Sure. Like, you know, it's so, but you know what I mean, right? Like, it creates these weird, ambivalent so you can't have characters. people who are evil for evil's sake. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So, what happens in this? So, movie? in this film, we have a dad and his and uh, his son and his younger son in the back seat of, of this big car. It okay. Looks like it's the '70s, judging by the size of this ginormous boat that they're driving. I'm forgetting on the, the name of the actor, but he also plays. Um like the actor who plays the father also played Lex Luthor's father in Smallville for many, many seasons. Oh, is that right? That's right. He's also Donald Clamp in Gremlins 2. Yeah, I think, I, which is, there you go. Uh, I think the comparison. John, John Glover. There you go, John Glover. Uh, so he's the father of both uh, Lex Luthor and Savannah. Mm. So he's father of like Superman's villain and, uh, and Shazam's villain. Yeah. Bald villains. Yeah, he, he has really that kind has of a type. He has that hawkish face that you can kind of see. It's a weird see. call to like, bring, yeah. like, it's like, is this a wink to Smallville? It's mm. like, okay, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. So in the film, they're driving along and he, the father and the older brother are berating the younger 
brother who's sitting in the back seat for no real good for reason. no real reason we they're don't just evil for evil's sake they're just they're the jerks yeah, yeah that's we need right you have a prequel movie to find out what their story <laughs> that's is. right we will don't worry <laughs> and so uh suddenly he is taken out of the car in some way and finds himself in this cave mm-hmm. where he meets the wizard shazam sure he just sees the statues of of the seven deadly sins. Yeah, man's uh, man's greatest enemies. Yeah, man's greatest enemies. En- enemies of man. They call him. Yeah, and he is offered the opportunity to become Shazam by the wizard, but he has to undergo a test of temptation where he is he is put under the influence of these of these sins. Yeah, and then he has to fight against it. And in some for some reason, I'm not it's not clear in the movie what he did to fail. Oh, he was going for, all right, the sin said, work for us instead, yeah. grab this whatever object yeah. it is, and it would basically free them. So, so, But in the movie, it looks like he's more like kind of looking at it like, this object here? Oh, you failed. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was just gesturing at it. Oh, you know, like, do over, do over. But no, it's, uh, it's just right. a very strange scene. And then he's back in the car. He's confused. As you would be. As you would be. He, he somehow creates a traffic accident because he's trying he to get out of the car distracts his like father a, who drives into the the you know the the duraguer truck driving down the road as he would uh, you know they're always driving down the road on these small yeah. roads you're always gonna see a giant uh, logging truck i'm that, gonna i'm gonna picture the car going the other way was uh, aquaman driving drunk with his dad from the <laughs> aquaman movie and so basically he the the scene ends with a giant car accident and we think that he's killed his dad sure. and his brother his brother's and, blaming him and his brother's angry it's and, your fault yeah and it's this big ridiculous scene and then uh that's the creation of of, of dr savannah right because then he's he's got a um magic eight ball and the magic eight ball <laughs> oh, right. uh, is showing him symbols and then the magic eight ball basically lets him know like come find us so it's like you know uh what you what you saw was real and uh find us Okay, here's my problem with that. Um, so you've got a kid who's being abused by his yeah. uh, by his family. Yeah. So we're now on board with the kid. Sure. We're sympathetic to the to yep. the child. Exactly. This child needs to show these these yeah. these jerks what's what. The same way you feel sorry for Malice, Maleficent in the movie because she gets her wings cut off. Okay, but even so, this is just a kid out of nowhere. Like this kid yeah. just doesn't seem to be doing anything wrong. No, no, I know it's so so terrible. This right. whole sequence. And like, like as what we is go here? later on. By the way, this is the problem. It's like later on. With the other kids who will eventually get power, yeah, they're all at the same level as this kid. Yeah, there's nothing different about them. No, nothing different about any of them. Nothing no, no, different about Billy Batson either. Yeah, and then he gets taken, and and Shazam, you know, says, uh, you know, you're gonna do, you're gonna don't. Here's here's some temptations, mm-hmm. and uh, and then they start singing temptation songs. No, they don't. <laughs> That'd be fantastic if it was the case. Uh, but yeah, he shames the kid, and he says to the kid, Maybe ball of you will never, too. you will yeah. never be worthy. Yeah. Which is a horrible thing for the wizard to say. Yeah, you're just a little kid. You're being you're being abused. Yeah, and he's now taken somewhere. And now this omnipotent wizard just tells him, "You will never be anything in your life. You yeah. will always be less than. Yeah, you will always not be worthy." Like, well, fuck you, wizard. <laughs> fuck you. Now, no, it's just a point, terrible that's sequence. That's the casual cruelty. Yeah, yeah. That like the well, the wizard's a villain now. Mm-hmm. So where are we? So yeah. there, there's the villains of the sins. Yeah. And the vi- and the and the and the villainy of the wizard, who's yeah. supposed to be the good guy. Show me anything the wizard does that's good. Mm-hmm. He kidnaps children constantly. Yeah. He puts rejects them. This, them. He, yeah, rejects them. Yeah. Messes them up for life. They're all messed up. Yeah. Uh, what a horrible monster this sack of shit is. <laughs> and this guy is the guy who's going to be our hero. And then later on, okay, I'm going to jump ahead a bit. Yeah. When Billy finally does get the powers, yeah. it's because 
uh, the temptation isn't there. There's no, there's no, he just like, uh, yeah. just gets them because there's no choice. Well, he gets them because, yeah, there's no choice. The wizard is so weak, he can no longer contain the right. evil. So you want to have and... a scene then where the wizard realizes, comes back as a ghost or some shit, and <laughs> says like, oh, I made a mistake. Yeah. I, I was looking for a perfect person for this that yeah. was like you know the uh, was already perfect yeah no you become perfect that's you right let the power you took the power and you used it in a good way and then you made yourself better yeah. that's how you do and then uh, the people around you were also made better yeah that's what i do you need the one scene where the wizard goes i made a fucking mistake this whole time <laughs> every yeah. one of those people that yeah. i brought in yeah, yeah you know and you needed that scene with savannah where they turn to savannah and just go that should never have happened to you that was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. I'm so sorry I did that to you. Yeah. Something like that. But instead, the next time we see Savannah, he's just full on evil. Yeah. Yeah. And now we hate this guy and he's going to be like, uh, you know, anything bad can happen to him. He's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, fuck you. That, that's a terrible origin story for, for, for that villain. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. And because just, it starts everything just have wrong. him, just have him evil. If you want to have an evil character in a movie, if you want to have a Darth Vader or whatever, yeah. just, have him evil. Why do we need that kid scene? We don't need to. We don't need to see that at all. Yeah, the yeah. only reason to have a kid scene yeah. is to go like, oh, the difference between him and Billy is. But you didn't get that. Mm-hmm. What, you, what you would have needed is like, the, you know, because uh, him wizard, to be a bully. Yeah, the you need the wizard to say, yeah, because the wizard was saying like, oh, we gave the power once to this one person and it went badly and millions got killed. Which once again, well, you're shitty at your job. <laughs> you just got millions of people killed with this fucking stupid to idea. Be fair, there was there was seven of them on the council. It wasn't just him. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, but still, let's, let's let's split that up amongst many people. But that's yes, right. it's, it is so you're it big, is terrible. You're once a big again, dope. But what yeah, we yeah. need to then see is we need to see. Uh, the kid mm-hmm. get the power yeah. and then go corrupt and then go I gotta take the power from you and then when Billy gets the power it looks like he's gonna get corrupt because it does seem like Billy oh, is getting corrupted I like where you're going with but this but Billy makes another choice yeah. and that's what and that's what the difference is but we sure. don't get that no. we just get the I'm not even gonna give you your power because you're never gonna be nothing yeah. and like fuck you and then and that's the end of that <laughs> yeah, kick it? you it's, to the curb yeah kick you to the curb and by the way I'm gonna ruin your life forever and mess you up yeah yeah and so like screw off oh that's a good I like that idea better yeah yeah that's, that's a better way to do it to have yeah, either you either start with him. He's just an evil guy. He's just a nasty fellow, you know, and he hates the big red cheese as he yeah. likes to call like call Shazam in the comics. Yes, or yeah, that you do that where you have him fail and then just you know have this uh, incredible you know just need to like return to that place and recapture what he right. So we've gone from a kid that we're sympathetic to, yeah. to immediately evil, and you don't have any transition between the two. No, no. So that's a jarring thing for the audience. Yeah, yeah. So what are we doing? The, the only way you can kind of make that work is then have some sort of redemption at the end for yeah. him, and we never get that. We get people pulling stuff out of his eyes. We get like everything's just horrible. It's yeah, gruesome. Yeah. And, and let's go back to that beginning as well, where it's the seven enemies of man, and it's you know yeah, it's, like, okay, it's yeah. like wrath and lust mm-hmm. it's, and uh, and uh, and ang- and anger, I'm, gluttony, I'm gluttony, sloth. Okay, yeah. So so fair enough. We've got those things. These are the. By temp- the way, sloth was way too active in this movie. No kidding. Yeah. Just so these are these are temptations. Okay, there's things you can do with this. They're the manifestations of these sins. They don't do anything with that. At all, I didn't but, really like that either because once again, it feels like it's letting man, letting humankind off the hook. You know, like it's not you who have these sins in you. It's these sins are external forces that are acting, okay, and forcing you to do things. I could see that if because what they set up is these are the temptations. They will tempt you. Yeah. 
But they don't. They don't. No, they, they just don't. attack people. They just said the thing off the top, <laughs> yeah. and then they never do that. Yeah, yeah. The next time we see them, they're just grotesque horror monsters. Yeah, yeah. And like you see them the next time at a. Okay, we'll get into this scene. Uh, just in. All right, I'll do general first. But like there, there's there's things that seems like they set up where like they have a, a little kid who the first time we see him he's playing a video game going die 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 and like oh this kid's gonna get tempted by wrath yeah they go to a strip club twice we never see lust show up at the strip club yeah you know uh, and then and then we have a scene in a boardroom where I guess they're trying to go with the idea that this is a very greedy company okay so that that's it's okay for everyone to die then well this is the thing it's so weird there's there's so many yeah, things yeah. basically wrong that you would just like step a foot back and go like. <laughs> All right, deal with this. So it's the deal. Okay, so they show up, mm. and you've got greed. Eventually, greed ends up killing a guy, yeah. but not because through greed or like because you're greedy, just because he's a fucking monster. They're all monsters, and they're all monsters that eat people. Well, what's that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, but okay, but even on the most yeah. basic level, yeah. so you brought the monsters to the boardroom, which is what Savannah does. It's Savannah showing up as uh, to his, to see his dad, and you're like, oh, dad survived, and there's his brother. Yeah. Now we're gonna get revenge for. What for yelling at them in the car? Yeah, this yeah. is the revenge. Yeah, what, we, that's not enough setup for revenge. <laughs> no. Okay, so we so we're in the biz. We see the business, the Savannah business. Yeah, and you're supposed to assume, I guess, that they're evil. Yeah, but there's no setup that the business is evil. No. I don't know what the business does. <laughs> I don't even know what they it's do. It's just a I fucking know. boardroom, <laughs> yes. and they don't even start with like, well, we're gonna like take the orphanage. Yeah. And it's like nothing. <laughs> And it'd be so simple in this day and age <laughs> yes, where we hate businessmen to do that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. No. It's just, hi, Dad. I brought monsters. <laughs> and throws his brother out the window, which is pretty gruesome. Yeah. Another person gets their head bit off and just like the most gruesome scene. Yeah. That and none of them have done anything. Like, that we have apparently no has been idea. like sending quite a few kids into the lobby because it's just so mm. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So what the frick was all that? Mm. Nothing. You get no payoff. You get nothing. If you if you had a thing where like greed shows up and starts, you know, making them all greedy. Yeah. And then you add wrath and they start tearing each other apart. Okay, maybe there's a little something there. Or like some you know, there's some sort of payoff for their sins, but there's there's no connection to what you've set up, which to me is the laziest thing. It's like, well, you've set this idea up, no payoff, uh, no payoff to anything, no lead up to anything. It's just here's a bad guy, he's gonna kill his dad. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what? Who That's cares? how bad he is. I don't care about That's his dad. That's how bad he is. Last though. time I saw his dad, his dad was like, you know, losing the leg or like a dad. I thought his dad was dead already. So yeah, what do I care? Exactly. Oh, he's alive? Well, now he's dead again. Yeah. What a journey I've been on. <laughs> Who cares? What well, does yeah. any of this mean? I know. And it's so weird. Like, everything we're complaining about is sandwiched by scenes that are fun and, and, and enjoy. Like, I really yeah. enjoyed them. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Shazam testing his powers. I really enjoyed the convenience store scene. I enjoyed him in the park where they do the world's clumsiest rescue of someone and, yeah. and, you know, and calls, and calls a woman the same age as him old because he is a young kid inside this, you know. Sure. And, you know, the, the, so the clumsiness and the awkwardness of it and them trying to like figure out, you know, what to do with who they are. And there's no guidance. There's no one to, you know, there's no mentor for him, you know. Yeah. Like he doesn't, they didn't have like a fortress of solitude to fly to, so his dad can teach him. No, for they 12 tried years. to actually buy a fortress at one point, so they have a lair to go hang <laughs> yeah. out at. Yeah, and by the end of the movie, they do have that lair, which is nice of them. Yeah, uh, to do. But yeah, uh, the boardroom is part again of the casual, t- casual cruelty of this yeah. universe. Yeah, no, I can see what you uh, what you mean there. And, and the other and yeah, the other part you. of the casual cruelty, the uh, hat trick of that, <laughs> uh, we have much like uh, at the very beginning of Aquaman, uh, two bullies show up. 
And, you have the uh, weirdest pronunciation of Aquaman I've ever heard. Aquaman? Yeah. I don't know. I've never met him in person. You really pushed that first A. You know what? We could really get into Submariner and Submariner <laughs> as well if we want to get into this. But like the introduction to the bullies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, we're not doing this in linear order. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, this is the difference, by the way, everyone. Yeah. Submariner, superhero, or supervillain. Uh, Submariner, underling at Subway. <laughs> There you are. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Billy is uh, is uh, put in a foster home and and befriends a boy named uh, Freddie Friedman who is uh, in some way disabled. Yeah, uh, we're not sure from what or what's the situation, yeah. but, but never really. Again, that's fine. Like if you don't want to dis- explain it, I don't care. I don't. Yeah. I really don't care why he's walking around with a limp. He walks in with a limp. Here, here. I see a man walking on the sidewalk with a limp. I don't walk up to him and say, "What happened?" You know what? I would I would agree with you except for this next scene. Okay. So the so. <laughs> Well, the first times they go to school together, yes. Freddie is just hanging out in front of the school, yeah. and two kids run into him with their van, like just sm- a truck, yeah, pickup truck, yeah. pickup truck. Sorry, yeah. smash. Now, I don't know if Freddie has a disease mm. or if he was hit by a truck, but you've just hit a disabled kid yeah. with a truck, yeah. and I don't know what universe you're in. Like, I don't care if you're in maximum security prison, and yeah. there's a guy with crutches, and you hit him with a truck, yeah stuff's gonna happen like our people aren't gonna step back and go i wonder what's going on here mm. but like apparently in this school which is not supposed to be a horrible school yeah like it's not a school of like all juvenile delinquents everyone steps back and watches these two bullies get oh, out yeah, of the, it's just terrible it's get so out dumb. of the truck and go so you hit our car <laughs> as he's on the ground you know and it's, then and then yeah. they start shit kicking him mm-hmm. they're just kicking the disabled kid on the ground Boy, are they bad and the not only is it the other students that yeah. are watching this not doing a thing yeah no one's no one's got a camera out no which is a weird thing in this day and age to not have that uh there's other kids from the foster home who we're supposed to believe are good people a yeah. la mary yeah uh are watching this and eh, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do? Stop these two kids from kicking? They're, they don't have guns. They're kicking the disabled kid on the ground yeah. and laughing. And yeah. some of the kids around are going, "Haha, it's pretty good." Like, what is this? Yes, it's so it's so over the top as to not even be from our universe. That's right. It's but it's this cruelty that's mm-hmm. like, there you go. Which then Billy steps in and beats them up a little bit, and and then he's being chased. And that's what sort of sets him off on his origin story. But it's just like, what makes you think that was a good uh, way to go about that? <sighs> yeah. What? See, I still think like if you had him as, as you had him as kind of an unsympathetic character at this point of the film, Billy Batson character. Uh huh. You know, because really his character is nothing. Oh, his character is not a good person. He's there's like, nothing good about no, Billy no. Batson except he stops a disabled kid from being shit kicked. Like he does the bare minimum yeah, yeah. any human being would do mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's amazing that no one else is a human enough to do this. <laughs> this is crazy, right? So, I would prefer like that he's you know that it's, it's some sort of scam goes wrong and and the kids chase him down the subway. Like they want to get their money back or whatever that mm-hmm. whatever he's done. That's yes. you know. Hey, you said you were going to bring blah, 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 you know, whatever. And then he takes off. That's exactly, because he's a con guy. He's yeah. a stealer. Yeah. He, like, steals things from people. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because, like, Which, by the way, would tie into one of the sins. Maybe, you know, Billy's got a couple <laughs> of these sins going on. Maybe. Well, that's the thing. So, like, Billy's he, maybe got all of those sins. Maybe. And, like, he's got to, like, yeah. work his way through all of them, perhaps. Maybe that's an angle. I don't know. Like, in the, the movie makes it seem like, because he beats up, you know, he attacks these two bullies yeah. with, a, with a crutch... 
that now he's being called to Shazam because he's done something good. But it doesn't make any sense with why why did Savannah go there? He doesn't do anything good. He's just sitting in a car mm-hmm. with a magic eight ball, getting yelled at by his dad and his brother. He does nothing to warrant an idea that he's a hero yeah. and that he should be brought or to this any place. Or the other kids, did we they all do something yeah, heroic? We don't it, know. it all seemed to be pretty random. Yeah, that's right. They're just they in the just bathroom. They, 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 they're walking toward, like they see a glow behind a door or whatever. Uh, so... So we can take that out of it. It's just random then that he's that he's chosen. So he doesn't he doesn't have to do something heroic in order to make it believable that he's p- brought there by Shazam. He's brought there by Shazam because Shazam is on the point of death and needs anyone yeah. anyone to take this power. And which which what you need then is he's not choosing Billy. No, that's what it shouldn't be. It shouldn't yeah, yeah. be I choose you. It should be. Something like opens and Billy goes through and yeah. it's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. I haven't chose you. Yeah. You know, it's like, what? And it's like, oh, I don't have a choice. Like, okay, yeah. just say my name. Yeah, yeah. Huh? And, uh, and you get into that. Mm-hmm. By the way, side note on uh, the wizard again. Yeah. Um, when Savannah goes to visit the wizard as an adult, uh, Savannah finds a way to open a door to this other world. Yes. Uh, his assistant yep. touches this door. And dies horrifically. Yes. Like, it's way too gruesome. It's like final scene of, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark gruesome. It's yeah. just... Uh, it was okay. I didn't bother me. It didn't bother you? No. I don't know. It just seemed like... It bothered it, me that it's so casual, as you say, casual cruelty. She was screaming if, a lot. It was like that hap- she died in agony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what should be there, then, if you're going to do that, is that is that they should have a relationship. That They should have a, either a working relationship, that they're very... You know, that they know each other for a long time, whatever, and it's very painful for him that she... That we need something to, you know, to I don't know. It just but feels, it showed like he didn't care, and, and yeah, he just doesn't care about but her. But here's but here's the thing. Blech. This is a door leading to the wizard's realm. Yeah. So the wizard has a protection spell on his door that if you try to get in, you are going to die horrifically. Yeah. And this again is the good guy. <laughs> this is if you try to get yeah. to this guy's house, mm-hmm. he will stone cold murder you. Yeah. As an innocent, yeah, like not even with bad intention, because that woman did not have bad intentions. No, she's just she working. just casually touched the door and died like she was on fire. Yeah. It was just horrible. Mm. So, yeah, nice wizard, you're an asshole. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, it's a very uh, like I say, well, like I've said it before to say before, it's a very tonally mixed-up movie. It doesn't quite understand who or what it's trying to do, and I feel like it's just an example of the. You know, well, it's, I mean, it's always been a problem with movies is that, you know, it's not just one or two people writing a movie. It's about a thousand people mm-hmm. writing the film, plus the producers and the director all have ideas. And, you know, you end up with this mess, you know, where there's no one person who is saying, okay, what are we, what is, what are we doing here? Like, what is this movie going to be? Is this a movie for adults? Is this a movie about how, like, about cruel people and terrible things happening right. and basically it's the most horrific things you can see? Or is this like a fun family movie with kids, you know, superhero, you know, drinking beer for the first time and blah and, and other fun things like that? You're like, what are, what are we doing? Or you could even have a thing where half of the world is like one thing and half of the world is like the other. But, you know, so whenever we're in Savannah's world, it is dark because this is how he sees things. Mm-hmm. And this is his world and he okay. lives in. Okay. And okay. he works with dark magic and he works with all this kind of yeah. stuff. And Billy is just a what? You yeah. know, and he's and, and Billy has had a hard life and now he's he's getting this power for the first time and he's joyful and yeah. he's enjoying it. And we're seeing that. But then when those worlds mix, we need to see some kind of like, oh, these like com- conflict between the two. Yeah. And they don't really don't really do it. Like, okay, I'm gonna jump way ahead and just go <laughs> like 
when when the when the uh, uh, monsters are defeated at the end, yeah. they're defeated by you know a group of superheroes yes. because you know the big twist of Maru near the end is uh, all of the orphans uh, get uh, the Captain Marvel abilities in yeah. a very confusing. Uh, kind of distribution of powers, which you're not super <laughs> keen on what's going on, because it seems like uh, uh, Billy keeps all of his powers. Yeah, these all these people all seem to have one power because one seems strong. One's just talking about how fast they are. Mm. Uh, you know, they all seem to have like one ability. Is that what it is? I'm not sure. Yeah, but because they're all then fighting the sins, you think like, oh, okay, so it'll be parallel to so maybe like the kid who was wrathful will have to go against wrath or the girl there's a little girl who's very very loving maybe she goes up against wrath and she just hugs wrath and wrath <laughs> is like oh she's got no wrath in her and he explodes <laughs> stuff like that yeah, you yeah. know maybe there's like something you could pay off there but yeah. there's no setup so there's no payoff no. and everything's just confusing and half explained yeah. and it's just it's just a mess i mean it's a joyful idea that all of these kids all as a family get the powers together that seems like such a great great idea who does that there's no other superhero that goes i'm going to share my powers with you and in fact yeah, you great. need to have a thing off the top where billy is like i'm not going to share anything yeah i'm all for me that's right he's a con con that's man. right he's that's a con what i want guy. anyway just, i want him to be a like a that's con, right. you a con, want a con guy that's just about all about me yeah and then well but it's explicable too though because he's been abandoned and he's had to survive sure you know so he's had to put this protective shell around himself and think only of himself because how else is he going to survive in this cruel world that he's found himself but then, in? But then the problem is his best friend is also an orphan yeah. who is also disabled. So yeah. he's like one step below <laughs> his circumstance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, how can you be crying uh, sad songs well, sure, when but everyone here has the same sad songs? But song. I don't think that Billy Batson's character should be sympathetic at the start of the movie. No, I think no, his shouldn't. character needs to grow. And when he gets to that point in the film, when he shares his power... When he realizes yeah. how important family is, when he makes this choice, a, an actual choice, right? not just a, oh, well, I might as well, because my mom is a jerk uh, kind of choice. No, an actual like realization of how important all these people are in right. this moment and shares his power with them and lets himself, you know, give gives of himself. Of himself. Then that's meaningful. Then that's this great right. moment. That's the in opposite the movie. of Savannah. Savannah wants everything yeah. to himself. Yeah. Though they don't even really have that because, like, he's serving these monsters. Yeah, I know. You know? This and is like, are the monsters? I don't like him. the whole monster thing. I this think it's the, terrible. This is the problem. Is like you've got two yeah. characters who all have a team around them, and 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 there's so many parallels that you could do, but yeah. they but they don't. But then yeah. they're not. But then yeah, Billy is giving, mm -hmm. which which seems good, right? Yeah. But then like, what did he give? Like, did he get it? Did he have to give anything away? Because he seems the same amount of powerful as he was before. Yeah. He doesn't seem to like give away his speed to her and gives away his flight to him. And it's like none of that. No, no, but he's sharing his powers though, right? But does he? Like, it seems like he's sharing in a way that he keeps all of them too. It's just well, like, that's no, fine. It, uh, that's fine, but it's like, it's no loss to him. If he, like, there's but, no but, sacrifice. But sharing your love is no loss to you either. And yeah. it's, it's, that's a thing that you should do. Sure. And you can say it, you can say it that way, but you know, it, Mm, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think it should, have, should be a sacrifice. It necessarily be a sacrifice. I think the angle then there is, I'm going to share this because this is what not necessarily that I'm I, I'm going to lose power. Yeah. But this is what makes me special. Yeah. And I'm special, and I'm the focus, and mm -hmm. I'm the great hero, and everyone's worshiping yeah, yeah. me, and I love yeah. me. And it's like, nope, we can all be this. And that, so that's okay. Sure, they could have done that. That's. The, I still that, think it's. I think it's still think it's okay. I still it's a thought great that was scene, a, yeah. and when you see it, 
you're like, yes, yes this is this fantastic. Is I do agree with you that I think it should have been made, if they didn't intend it, they should have made it clear that everyone has the powers, that they're just discovering them as they, as they, as they go, that, oh, I'm super strong, so I can do this. Oh, I'm super fast, so I can do this. Right. Not, I'm only super fast, so I can do this. But I have this power right yeah, at this moment. You also, or you could have like, you know, Freddy at that point has been training the other guy. Mm-hmm. So he can like go to all of them and go, all right, here's how you run fast. Okay, here's how you do this. Because yeah. like he's now the guy who actually can like help them all out. And that gives Freddy some agency, which he really doesn't have in the movie, really. He is kind of just hanging around and not helping. Uh, yeah, to a degree. I mean, he does have, I mean, his relationship with superhero knowledge. And his relationship with Shazam, and the fact that he sort he sort of becomes the mentor mm-hmm. of Shazam. I mean, he's not a really great mentor because he's just another kid. Which is interesting because the TV show used to have a character called Mentor okay. that he would actually go around with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but he does become sort of because he knows more than Billy Batson about superheroes, and he and he kind of takes it upon himself to now, become the now trainer. This is the this is the other thing that's going on. Where it's like, this is the, normally when you get into a movie like this and uh, Batman uh, begins, I remember every time Batman begins, he's the first superhero. And okay. so he's got to figure out how to do things. Mm-hmm. Superman, Man of Steel, you know, the first superhero, got to figure out how this all works. Yeah. Wonder Woman, there's no one else like me. I got to figure out how this goes. Yeah. Uh, Shazam's coming into a world where Justice League's around. Yeah. Uh, so this is, like, when people see him, they're like, oh, here's another superhero. Yeah. We know what superheroes are. Sure. We know what superheroes do. Mm-hmm. And they don't really even pay that off too much. Like, it's like, yeah. it's just like, okay, so you're a superhero. What are you going to do as a superhero? Because well, we know what superheroes do. Well, there was the cut, the end movie, the credit end credit scene where Superman gives papers suing uh, Shazam for... <laughs> Oh, that would for be trademark funny. violations. There is, a little, there is a little something with that. That would be so great if that was the case. It's actually very on a complete nerdy side thing. Yeah, it's where they go through a uh, toy store at one point, and there's like a Superman doll that's there, and then uh, and then Shazam, I believe, grabs a, a Batman doll that's yeah. going, "I'm Batman." Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but in this Batman world. Batman's a vigilante that kills people, mm. that brands people, that's a bit of a monster. Yeah. So wait, so he's got a kid's toy? Does yeah. Bernie Getz have a toy in here too? <laughs> like, do regular vigilantes yeah, get a yeah. toy? Uh, by the way, who owns that toy? Like, who gets money for the Batman toy? Mm-hmm. Is it a public, because he's a public domain character? Where's where's that go? You know, it's it's weird. They're both... You it know, is weird. Real characters and they're, uh, you know, marketable uh, toys in a store. Yeah, it's in in the, it's a, I mean, it's in a the joke. have in the have their cake and eat it too kind of way. I feel like the DC movies both are part of and are separate from a, a DC universe, and yet they they don't have to match in terms of tone or any. Like it feels like they're just kind of throwing yeah. all that out the door right now. Yeah, everyone knows who Aquaman is. You yeah. know, it's fine. It's a fine joke. It's mm-hmm. good as a joke. But like, what is it like if you know you live in a world where superheroes exist? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know aliens are real. Yeah. Okay. So, you know that. So, you know, there was parademons in the air and all this stuff has happened. And you, you probably know that uh, magic's real. So, so any of the stuff that, you know, you'd be going, I saw a wizard. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mm-hmm. guess so. This is the world we live in. We all accept that. Well, I guess no one reacts to it like, no, you're not. <laughs> when he tells them, mm-hmm. the, I mean, that's why. Maybe that's why people aren't super surprised with the idea of... Yeah, they're happy to see that they've got a superhero in their neighborhood. Yeah. Even though he never does anything superheroic. No, no, he's learning. He's on mm-hmm. a learning curve. It's a steep curve. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's, uh, it's a learning there curve. Is a, there is a rescue he does with a bus 
where because eventually you have to have a bus and a bridge mm-hmm. and we've had to have that since superman and we've had that with spider-man and you have it you just have a bus with a bridge this is what you do uh but like by god there's a lot of people who who, who fall from the back of the bus to the front of the bus and like hit the glass yeah and it's like those people are really hurt yeah they're really hurt that's a long there's a lot of people really getting hurt. And again, it's the casual cruelty where you go like, well, you could do this for laughs. But is this for laughs? Because yeah. yeah, it's, it's, not... it's just a weird. Mm. I don't know what you what you think people are going to feel when they're seeing this. Like, Well, and that and also that he caused the bus crash. Yeah. So his joking. All these people are getting his really goofing injured. around. He's goof, goofing around like there should be some sort of thing like, like, uh, you know, like, OK, he rescues the bus. But then there should be like a shaming thing where people are like, "You caused this," which, well, which Freddie does do. But it doesn't. It should be everyone, not just Freddie. Like everyone, like but they people don't all know. around. They don't know that he shot a lightning bolt, and that's why. Like the people okay. on the bus don't know. No, they don't know that. But people around would have seen it, and so they're the ones who are saying. Yeah, I guess so. Like we were saying right there, you shot the bus with a lightning bolt and caused yeah. the whole accident. They could, yeah, but like, if this they, is not heroic. What you're doing, you're just fixing a mistake that you made. Right, but then you can't get Freddie to do it if they're doing that same thing. Yeah, that beat in the scene doesn't work. At that point, that's where Freddie, who is the superhero expert, goes. Yeah. This isn't what superheroes are like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, I guess that you need that low, you know, third act low point or whatever. But uh. where they kind of break up. Yeah, in order to in order to make up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like yes. Uh, the scene. Okay, so let's get into the other orphans at the uh, uh, at the house. I thought they didn't do enough with them. You have like oh, a, I didn't mind. I well, didn't mind have, that. You have Mary who uh, has one scene who's like having some problems of like I don't want to I don't want to leave town. I don't know if I want to like move on with my life and do things. She has more than one scene, but yeah, really, because it seemed like that was the only real beat that she had to play. Like, did she have another beat to play in there? Yeah, she had a scene where she. Like you know, learns about like how to do a, her interviews and stuff like that for her for college applications and things. And mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. I thought I really actually liked I liked the foster parents. I thought they were really good. I thought I they thought, did a great I thought job they with were them. Good. I thought they yeah. really filled out well. And and I would like to see their reaction to their foster kid getting uh, kicked and hit by a car uh, vehicle in front of the school. Mm-hmm. How that how would that yeah, go yeah. over? Yeah. You know, do you know that's happening? Would does Mary tell you that happened yeah, that night? Yeah. She wit- witnessed it. Mm-hmm. Um, anything? You're gonna keep yeah, it in yeah, that no, school? It's just, no problem. No, the movie didn't want to deal with that stuff. Just yeah, want, just wants to throw it at you, but not actually have any real, real world the, ramifications. They were very, yeah, they were very loving. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have seen more problem solving from them or something like just something. Well, there's only so many hours in a movie. This is the problem. Is like, but I feel like if it was a Marvel movie. They can take a huge amount of, like, something like Spider-Man Homecoming. There's a lot of characters in there. Mm-hmm. And I got all of them. Like, I know what all of them are like. And yeah. I like, uh, the teacher's a little bit weird. Talking about losing a kid. And I don't, you know, uh, has, that's happened before. Never going to happen again. Like, yeah, little yeah. dark little things. They know yeah. how to, like, take the beats and make them matter. And so each scene moves the characters along mm-hmm. and builds them. And this, it just seemed like there was a lot of just running the clock. Like, not a lot of just, you know, we're just eating and not, not much to it. Oh, you know, the, little, the little girl is, is really entertaining, but I would yeah. like to see more of her. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel I like would I'm, like to see more of her struggles because she's, tra- she's a really yakky little girl who likes to, likes to talk to people. And, and is that, desperate for love. And she's given this secret yeah. and now she has to keep it. And it would have been, it would have been fun to kind of watch her struggling with that a little bit. Um, but I think the foster parents were developed. We, we know they're also were, they were foster kids. They went through the system. Cause they say know, it. 
Because they say it, but I mean, <laughs> but it, how it, you just can't of, show it. What do you want a flashback? No, no. Or there's better ways of doing that. Like, listen, it, this is the problem with with films like this. You know, uh, there's other people that can say this to you, like you know that uh, you know they used to be orphans too. You can yeah. mention that. But like when someone goes, "Hey, I know what it's like. I used to be an orphan, and I grew up in this town, <laughs> yeah. and I love cheese." <laughs> like, okay, well, you're just telling me your Bible at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what's your problem, guess, Mary? I'm I worried guess. about leaving. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Damn worried. Okay, done. That's all I've got to say. Bye. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you just you just uh, say, say the things out loud. <laughs> I just felt it could have been something. And I would... Yeah. Just... I guess I want more. Like, there's so many interesting ideas, mm. and they introduce so many concepts, and they just don't seem to be interested in their own movie. You know? They seem to be... Inter- like, it was all, all the... This is a problem you seem to have with movies quite often is they give away the stuff in the trailer. And I thought this one really gave away the stuff in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Where, like, all the really charming scenes mm-hmm. where yeah. he's, you know, a kid. Yeah, it gives you like, a totally different movie. idea of what the movie's going to be then. It, it does. Yeah. But then when those scenes happen, you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen, yeah. I saw those scenes. There's no suspense leading up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's again, it's the typical superhero scene. It's like, and again, we've we've seen these scenes so often where it's like, Oh, there's a guy. What's he doing? He's in a convenience store. Okay. Well, that's gonna get oh, robbed. Someone's the, gonna come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. From Venom to uh, a short with Agent Coulson. Yeah. But to, I will like, bet. I will bet everything. I will bet that they treated this differently than they did in Venom. Eh. Is the same? You know, Venom. It's, Venom. It's someone comes in and it's a tough, and it gets tough guyed up, and yeah. it's like it's like that. You know, it's played for more laughs, and then. Yeah. It's in Venom that... Okay, I'm not going to spoil Venom because we're not spoiling Venom here. So anyway, stuff happens in Venom. But it's the scene that you see in every superhero movie. It's it's the people cutting into an alley and they're going to like be mugged. Yeah. It's going to happen. We're, we've seen it. So like now that we've seen it, what's going to happen? And it, it was good that, you know, they had the thing about, you know, uh, shoot them. And then, it, again, it's weird in this day and age. Yeah. Again, it's DC fucking movies, man, where it's just like, uh, maybe it's the suit. Shoot him in the face. Yeah, shoot him in the face. And I'm like, I know, man, but I don't know if Didn't, shoot him in the... I thought that was good. It's, I enjoyed it. That's great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I, but I don't know if shoot him in the face in this day and age is a really great thing of shoot him in the face. Like but, I Well, know, is it, was it some, some time in the past where it was a great thing? Yeah, like, when people were getting <laughs> shot in schools. Yes. Shooting is a much bigger deal now than it was. Like, it really is. Much bigger. Much bigger. You know, it's like there's 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 stories of this of 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 these shootings like constantly now, uh, to the point where like shoot him in the face feels like it's not a funny joke anymore. You mm-hmm. know, because I think kids in school when they hear about like a, sh- a shooting, it's not it's not something that you would see just in a movie. It's something they've got to prepare for in their lives, right? So like the idea of like bullet immunity, I get it. I get that that's a cute thing and like oh wow, but I don't know. Shoot him in the face. I don't know. It's just a t- it's a tonal thing. It's a problem. It's a darkness. And I'm I would yeah, bet you you would not see it in a Marvel movie. And I bet you would not see it in a Marvel movie for the reasons that I'm talking about. Because yeah. they'd go there are real life situations that would be parallel to this. That yeah. would this would not be a cute thing. Well, that's a, that's an interesting point. And I you know and you could say maybe Mar- Marvel movies are safer. They don't take the risks that DC movies take I think in they a weird take way. More risks emotionally. I think well, they take emotionally, more risks story wise. I don't know if they take. Do they take more risks story wise? Yes. Because they're pretty anodyne movies, really, like Marvel like movies. What? Like they're not, like they don't really go go anywhere, really. Like they don't go big the way that, like this movie feels like it wants to go big. It doesn't succeed most of the time to me, but it wants to feel like it's a big movie that it's, it kind of wants to 
skirt the edge in a way. I think I think the Marvel movies, something like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, it, it starts with you know. A it's a mom, pretty cute movie. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty cute music movie that starts with a mom dying of uh, cancer. Sure. Uh, and uh, and and a kid having regret uh, as to what they do, and then you pay that off later on, mm-hmm. and. They take and they pay off the emotional things that they set up at the beginning. Sure, and, and but that's a really well and, written film. But it was film. also about redemption of yeah. the these unredeemables. Yeah, and then later on, they even get more into it in the second film, where Rocket doesn't feel like he can ever be forgiven for the things he does, so he's pushing people away because he knows they're going to reject him. And I think that's a deep. I think that's a deep beat to play yeah. that a lot of kids feel like I'm unlovable and I'm going to push people away. Yeah, and then he learns that even someone who is reprehensible. Uh, can be loved and had loved, yeah. and that's that's I think a deeper, braver. Sure, but you were bringing up exceptional movies that are really well made. Well, I we don't were, think you were just talking I don't think about the Marvel the, movies. And no, no, you no just but said that. you're talking about two Marvel movies. I'm talking about the Marvel movies overall. Like uh, Guardians of the Galaxies are exceptionally good films okay. that are way better than most Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to like judge all Marvel movies by Guardians of the Galaxy okay. movies. But you look at something like a okay, let's take a let's say even a, a Spider-Man: Homecoming, which is a pretty light film. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a film where you've got bullies, yeah. And the way they play the bullies is, uh, the bullies are also nerds, and the bullies are mean, yeah. But they're not. Hey, well, look here. Here's what we oh, got. Yeah. Well, and to me, that's smarter. Yeah. That's deeper. Yeah, yeah. That's more realistic, and that's a braver choice because it's an easier choice to make the bullies just come out and start kicking a kid because now we're like, well, of course, they're clearly bullies here. Yeah. They've hit him yeah. with a car. They've kicked him in the thing. <laughs> yes. It's a much harder scene to write. It's a so kid crazy doing a sharp. A witty rejoinder that really cuts you to the quick. Yeah, that's a tougher scene to write than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's smarter, deeper, better for the most sure. part. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you're just bringing up emotional things again. So, but I feel like like a movie like Ant Man, where it's just really cute through the whole film, right? And it doesn't. It's just really anodyne and kind of boring in a way. Mm-hmm. Ant Man you know? is a bit of a side movie to the to the rest of the yeah. movies. Yeah. And there's movies like that, or the first Thor movie, where it's just a real boring film. You know, there's a lot of movies where it's just so safe that you know you get to the end of the movie, you're just like, okay, I guess we well, watched something. <laughs> just briefly on the Thor thing, I don't think necessarily Thor is a safe movie because it's such a like before you did Thor. Yeah. That's a ridiculous idea. What are you talking about? What What are you talking about? What are we What are we doing? We've got the Iron Man world, and we're yeah. going to bring in what Norse gods. Yeah. We're going to do that. That's not a safe idea. But I mean, that's, that's part of the mar- that's idea. part of the Marvel universe no, already. Yeah, but, it's not so like you're introducing a new is. thing. Who knows what the Marvel universe is? Yeah. What are you talking about? Like to a regular person, mm. I get Iron Man. Yeah. All right, I got that. I understand what you're saying. Sure. Iron Man. This guy puts on a suit of armor. I got it. Okay. All right, I can I can buy that. This guy, the Hulk. Yeah, I don't know about the Hulk. We don't like the Hulk. Okay, you don't like the Hulk? How about yeah. Iron Man again? Yeah, right? We're like, oh, it's okay. It's not that but great, not, but okay. We're not super great on it. So like, oh, okay. Well, here's what you're going to love. Yeah. How about a Norse god who's actually a space alien with a magic hammer? Now, get this. I'm just like, well, uh, how about no? How about no one wants that? That's crazy. And it's amazing that that actually like worked. I, Retroactively, I we look at it and go like, yeah. of course you did that. But if you look at it at the time, you go, of course you wouldn't do that. That's a, a horrible idea for a movie. I don't know. Where, I don't. Whereas I think. What, like, do, what do they have, though? What's that? What else do they have? They'd, they'd sold off all their, their best characters, so they were kind of mm-hmm. they're kind of left oh, with Oh, it a, was all done through desperation. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. But they pulled it off, mm-hmm. which is an amazing feat. Whereas sure. I think the DC movies, 
you've got things like Man of Steel, where everyone knows Superman. What are you going to do? That? Ugh. Okay, uh, uh, how about Batman uh, versus Superman? Oh, that sort of sounds interesting. Uh, it's dark and boring. How'd you make this dark and boring? Uh, it's Wonder Woman. You all know Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to set her, guess this, uh, World War One. What? Why World War One? You know, because you like World War One. I. I guess we like it. Do yeah, we? Yeah, she's very charming. Uh, I guess, but it seems like a weird Because Captain choice. America did World War Two. That's why we can do World War Two. Uh, okay. Re- yeah, because you only have one World War Two movie, and then we're calling it quits. <laughs> right. Okay. Even though we're going to make the, the Germans back then, the Nazis, anyway. Okay. And now what do you got? We got Captain Marvel. Okay, what's the deal? Or Shazam. What do you got? Okay. You know, like, he's a kid who yeah. turns into a superhero. Yeah. Well, that's great. And what? It takes place in the DC universe? Yeah. yeah. Superman exists. Batman exists. Wonder Woman exists. Oh, man. This is going to be great. You uh, Here we go. Why are you doing all the mean stuff? Why yeah. are you doing all the dark stuff? Why are you doing all this stuff? No, no. I have, you're pitching the converter. Yeah. Like, that movie should have, to me, it should have been as light as a feather. Like, they, they uh. needed that... It needed to look like Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor Ragnarok. It needed to be colorful. It needed to be light. Mm-hmm. It needed to be fun. It needed to be funny. I didn't have any of that stuff through, well, I shouldn't say it didn't have it. It had trouble maintaining that kind of fun tone in it. Yeah. You know, him walking along in a mall, your phone is charged, your phone is charged. That, that's silly things like that. Why not? Why not have more of that yeah, in the movie? Yeah, that's fine. Now, now, let's go back to that shooting scene. So you've got the two guys who come in, yeah. both of them with guns. Yeah. Like, you need two guns to rob a convenience store. But okay, fine. So Because you've got to, because this is the scene that we're yeah, doing. Yeah. First of all, it's a hack setup, so we got to have a twist. <laughs> sure. So so then it's, yes, shoot him, shoot him, yeah. shoot him, shoot him. It's almost Daffy Duck. Shoot him now, shoot him now. He doesn't have to shoot you now. Yeah. Um, now we, what I also, luckily, his body absorbs the uh, bullets so that they don't ricochet all over the place and kill yeah, everyone Yeah, we didn't really in get store. into it. Which you should have. You could have had him hitting the bottles, absolutely. Um, oh, what you could what you could have done as a way of like doing it is like they do like one of them turns the other maybe it's just the suit and then shoots him in the face and then you could have you shot me in the face yeah wait you yeah. shot me in the face I'm fine yeah that that's works better. that's better but instead what they do is mm-hmm. shoot him in the face shoot him in the face shoots him in the face and then uh, hey you're dead and then they and they throw the villains out the or the the robbers out the window yeah and then they run away yeah <laughs> they've got these two guys with guns. who were cool with murdering people yes. and nothing no I know. nothing on that i know it's so yeah. weird it is kind of like a like a cartoon in a way isn't it like a like a cartoon where it's just like uh, like just people just sort of disappear from the the scene like yeah and what they're you, gone what you need then is like later to see those those yeah. two criminals again yeah and then they deal with them in the right way and just like uh, something but i just want to before we go on i just want to go back to the marvel discussion just for a second okay they go this off question. and they uh, kill Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They go kill his mom. Mm-hmm. They kill Shazam's mom. Um, she deserves it. <laughs> they, she was a young mother who couldn't handle it. Um, do you think that we would look as fondly back at the early Marvel films if there hadn't been the Avengers movie? Like, I feel like that movie like like erased all the sins of the earlier films mm. in a way that you know, like those movies, we can we can we can kind of. Uh, love them in a way because they led up to something that was so good you know like because avengers was such a successful way to combine all those characters into one film and it was such a good movie and just kind of answered all our questions and all the plot problems in this sort of one like really well put together thing and so you kind of forgot about how boring thor was and the fact that iron man 2 is a bit of a write-off and mm-hmm. you know so then you're 
when you so when you when you get that movie, you're just like, oh, okay, oh, I see what. And, and Captain America too. Captain America, the first Captain America, was made as a as a kind of a dull film as well. After you, hmm, after like the it. opening of it, the first yeah. the opening of it is great. The first act is great. The second and third act, I think, are kind of well. The third act ends really well with him. Uh, we had a date. That's such a great ending to that movie, but. It, you know, but between that, it's just kind of like. Ah. Well, I think I think what the Avengers did was it got rid of the one big problem that the Marvel films had, which was uh, origin stories are boring. Because yeah. origins, because you have to wait at least till half of the movie before your movie kicks in. Yeah. We're watching a guy who's just a regular guy, and we're seeing setup, and it's mm-hmm. all set up, and yeah. then finally you get into it, which is why often the second movie, with the exception of some, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, is usually the Thor one. Thor two, yeah, Iron Man two, but you know, you get like Superman two or other, you know, yeah. or, or uh, the Dark Knight, yeah, you know, and That's like true. we're into it now. Yeah. Like you, you've bought the premise. Here sure. we go. We can just go for it. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Yeah. And once you had gotten the Avengers done, it was like, look. People know superheroes are in this world. Yeah. This is how it goes. And this is how it goes. So even when you get an, an Ant-Man situation, uh, it's like, look, it's already in this world. We don't have to lay all this pipe and just go, <laughs> how does a suit like this work? Because science is crazy. Here. Yeah, yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Or even like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just like, you know what? We've said that Thor is an alien, so aliens exist and things are crazy up there and it's yeah, all yeah, fine. Yeah. I don't have to tell you how space works or why there's a hyperdrive <laughs> yeah. or how we can go to this. Yeah. Who, who cares? Yeah. Just like, go, 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 go. Sure. And that's what I think like kick the Marvel films into gear. Mm. Whereas we're back again with Shazam of like, and an origin story. And mm. the origin story, again, is dull until you get to... He's got his powers, and even then, what do you do? Now yeah. we're going to have to kill. Well, they some made it time. even. They made it even more dull by by putting off the origin story, by putting this weird, you know, kind of I don't know what do you want to call it. This forward to the movie yeah. of Savannah's origins, which don't matter at all, and you know, so which what, you could solve in a flashback. Which you could solve in a flashback and just have like, you know, you know, so you're, he finds out he's 15 and you can say like, yeah, he came to me when I was 15 too. Mm. And he told me no. Yeah. And so, oh, twist. Twist He's like you. (laughs) Ah, but like we already know it. So we know everything going into it. Well, that's a problem. That's, that's a problem that, that I had with another movie that we were talking about a little while ago. And I can't remember which one it was now that it, that, uh, oh, Captain Marvel, that, um, it just gave away its plot at the beginning of the movie, so there was like no mystery to the audience. We we're just waiting for her to discover what we already knew. We're just like, "Yep, we, we you're gonna find it. You're gonna find it out now. No, not yet. Okay, now you're gonna know. Oh, you're not gonna know any. You know, so it, right. It's really kind of a bad way to to do a film. And it's, and it's it feels uh, annoying that we're doing the origin thing when you actually do have the path to skipping a bunch of it. Yeah. Where is you know your best friend? It's a superhero fan. Yeah. He completely knows how this goes. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, so you can just jump ahead and just go, and, and he, you know, you could even have have him the, narrate a fun, a fun, quick uh, overview of, of how he became kept kept. Uh, that's right, kept, or Shazam. Yeah, he can he can he, can, he can meta the heck out of this thing if yeah. you want. And you know, when Savannah shows up, you know, he can say to him, "Look, this is your nemesis." Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's your opposite. Yeah. So he's the evil version of you. Mm-hmm. This is what happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right. So how will you defeat him? Well, you're not going to defeat him by fighting. I'm going to tell you that much. You got to find out. So then he fights him. Yeah. <laughs> I know, told you. That's right. You know, you're just you're too evenly matched. I'm telling you how this how this goes. Like he should be he should be as smart as we are. Yeah. Because 
the audience in this film, with the exception of the nice twist at the end where it splits the powers up among the the other uh, people who yeah. are the foster kids, yeah. we're ahead of the game because we've watched the trailer. So we're going into it and we're just we're playing so much catch up where it's like get to a point where we don't know what's going to happen. And that does not happen at least well into the halfway mark of the movie, mm-hmm. which is, uh, again, sorry to go back to the Marvel movies, but something that the Marvel trailers seem to do is they can do they can do a trailer without telling you what the second half of the movie is. So you don't know, or even like even the last two-thirds of the movie are. It's like they, they tease you, but you don't have the real... And this was just like, well, I'm just waiting for these scenes that yeah. I saw in the trailer. Here we go. <laughs> play it out, play it out. And so, so what is the the lesson? Seems to be, you know, uh, about family. Yeah, that's the importance of family. Sure. Okay. So if you're gonna do that, then we should have something with Savannah and family, where it's not. Well, I, I just, uh, I just, I, I, I'm just gonna push back against the idea that we need to explain a villain. Like, but what makes a villain then? Like, what's what's the point of a villain except to highlight what the hero is? Yeah. So and to highlight, but we didn't. When I, you know, when you read when you read comics when you were a kid, and uh, I didn't really read comics when I was a kid, so I'm just going to read something sure. totally. But when Electro shows up in Spider Man, mm-hmm. they don't go, "This is Electro." Why is he Electro? Because he's angry about the fact that his dad made him turn off the lights in the house all the time, or whatever. We don't need that. We well, just need no, to. Well, what what you would go with a parallel there would be uh, Doctor Octopus. So. Spider-Man and Dr. Octopus, uh, both guys who got into accidents, both got powers. What now, is that in the comic? That he got in an accident? Yeah. Dr. Octopus was okay. in an explosion while he had his like metal okay. arms. Okay. And, uh, and then he, uh, decides to use his powers to like, you know, to be, to take evil. stuff. Yeah. yeah. To, to be selfish, to take stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and, and actually Spider-Man does the same thing a little bit off the beginning where he's like, I'm going to mm-hmm. make money off of this. He doesn't yeah. try to rob people. Yeah. But then it's like, no, 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 I've got to use my powers to help people. Yeah. All right. So this is why they're opposites. They've That's got right. opposite directions. So. But we don't have Dr. Octopus where then we go back farther and we discover that he was bullied when he was a kid. Some guys hit him with a jalopy yeah, and then sometimes they, him. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. He's, you know, he's a bullied nerd. He looks like Roy Orbison. Of course, he had a hard time. You know, he was uh, not a good... But that's not the point. The point is... Well, but if they've done that, it's been retconned because the original appearance of him was not... They didn't explain... Well, he was a scientist. He got an explosion. uh, Then he starts robbing shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, most of them were scientists. And they uh, decided, you know, the vulture, he's a scientist. He figures out how to build wings. Uh, I'm going to rob people. The lizard... He yeah. uh, he's a little more tragic character. He's missing an arm. I want mm. my arm back. Yeah, I'm gonna do an experiment. Oh, I became a lizard. Shit. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, the science gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. But you know, here, here you are. Uh, but so, what does what does Savannah do that shows that makes Billy more of a hero? What what turns Billy as uh, from a selfish guy to uh, to a hero by the end? What's the what's the twist? What's the angle? When does it happen? Well, I guess it would have to be sharing. A, yeah, it would have to be a. Um, it would have to be. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Like, I, I think it goes just, from him being a loner to part of a family. Oh that no, no, yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just. Oh, I thought, I thought you were trying to think of how what Savannah is to him. Like how what how he appears is this. Mm-hmm. Is he just a nemesis? Does this show up out of nowhere, or 
is he someone who's or- organizing bank robberies? Or is he someone who's yeah? What's Savannah's goal? Yeah, what is his goal? What is his goal in the in 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 the Captain Marvel stories? Is he just well? Savannah's goal in the Captain Marvel stories? He's actually really enjoys evil. That's the thing. He's yeah. just like a scientist yeah. who likes uh, you know uh, robbing up things trouble. and stirring yeah. up trouble and making a big robot. He just enjoys stuff. He's got a couple of kids. He's got like four kids. Two look just like him, and two are gorgeous. Mm. And uh, they all just like hanging out and just like really laughing and they really enjoy evil having yeah. a good time being bad guys okay yeah they're not tragic that's the thing about savannah in the, yeah, in the yeah. comic yeah. he's just like an old-timey villain who really enjoys being yeah. a villain and that's kind of fun yeah because because captain marvel was a hero who enjoyed being a hero exactly. so back then the parallel works but what's the but deal now it doesn't really work now because yeah. we have this character who needs to change see himself in savannah and make a conscious choice to not be that person you yeah, know? yeah like originally the the wizard says uh we originally gave the power to somebody and they were corrupt and they killed millions of people yeah and then we never see that person and that just seems like what yeah. why would you even bring that up yeah you know like it's like starting a movie just going like oh by the way there's a giant and he's uh looks like uh he's he's a crazy giant he's got three heads yeah and he's just oh this guy oh when boy, you see him, you, you'll, you'll run you away. will not even believe yeah. this uh, don't guy. try and fight him and uh, he's, yeah he's, that guy is like he's got yeah. one weakness i'm not gonna tell you what it is yeah, yeah. But he's got one weakness yeah. anyway and we won't see him for the rest of the movie like why <laughs> would you even bring that up yeah it feels like does Savannah want the power of this thing yeah. that you've set up at the beginning okay. uh, that can kill millions of people? Mm. No, he's just got a completely other goal that's a side goal. Well, well even what are the, we bringing it up for? But in the movie, he doesn't seem to have any particular. Well, he was goal. the servant of, but the, he was the servant of the seven. Like he either freed or was working with the, the seven enemies of man. Yeah, like Black Adam is Ugh. what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but they don't say his name. Uh, so, so, so is that what these things want to make Savannah into? Do they want to bring this guy back? It's just not clear. What's your goal? He just yeah. shows up and just like wants Captain Marvel's power. But it looks like you've got his powers. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Do you want to fly well, it's not, more? Well, no. Like, in, you want to be stronger? In the movie, he has to... Uh, Captain Marvel is his is his nemesis. Okay. Captain Marvel doesn't know that. But Savannah's, oh, I'm sorry. Shazam, yeah. Shazam is told that by... Uh, or sorry, kept, uh, Savannah's told that by the by the uh, by the monsters okay. that he has to kill uh, Shazam right. in order to prevent him from killing him. Okay. That's the only reason that they're at odds to with each other. To prevent him from killing him, so it's self defense. Yes. Well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. He'll he was, he's 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 the he's the champion. Yeah. And you have to get rid of him before he fully realizes his powers, his full powers. Okay. Or what? Or he'll defeat Savannah and stop him from whatever from evil what? he wants. From what? Yeah. What's whatever his Whatever evil he's planning. Yeah. I don't know. World conquest. Is that know. what he wants? I don't know. Maybe We're not clear. He just wants Australia. This was the nice thing about like Lex Luthor in the original uh, Superman movies. Yeah. Was like, uh, I want to make money in real estate. Yeah. And I'm going to like do this. <laughs> yeah. And like, what are you going to do? This. Got it. I understand. You want to, you know, uh, cause yeah. an earthquake. And there you got in real yeah. estate and you're going to make money. But at the Fantastic. same time, he's evil. But his evil is of such a weird sort that it doesn't feel it's not menacing it's not like he's not a scary villain lex luthor he's just kind of a he's like almost like a a a comedy like a light character yeah you know and it works though it works and it works even better in the second movie where his kind of bumbling evil is showing up against the the sort of real evil of of zod and and and, the humorless yeah yeah that's right Yeah, yeah yeah 
And and yeah, so I mean, then maybe that's the way they should have gone in this film is have Savannah as this kind of evil, but not, but kind of light evil. And then if you, yeah, if you want to go with a Black Adam or something like that, that's a deeper, darker evil in the next yeah. movie, then you have that to play off of where, you know, that he becomes the underling of this incredibly evil thing. And in a way you can, and if you want, you can have Savannah's redemption through that as well, mm-hmm. you know. But, but just, you should at least have a little hint at redemption. It's just something you do with villains, mm-hmm. you know. That I mean, they play that with uh, with Lex Luthor as well. Again, in the original Superman movies, where like you think you think at times like, oh, Lex Luthor is now on Superman's side. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. It's twisted. Like you just need a little bit of a tease, a little bit of a, a something. If he's just wahaha through the whole mm-hmm. thing, well, there's nothing. There's nothing to bounce off of. And, and let me just mention that the the, the actual end credits of this movie are. Um, the actual the the actual ending of this movie is so terrible because it's it spoils itself it spoils one of the great stories of in in the Shazam uh you know stories which is which is what the legion of villains that he has to fight and there's a mastermind behind it and we don't know who it is until it's finally revealed at the end of the story that it's the little worm yeah that is the mastermind yeah and they give it away the worm in the end of the movie, so instead of having it set up so well, that in the we... very beginning of the movie, you see the worm's cocoon and the worm has gotten out. There's a little where, uh, where, where? Yeah, the worm. They, they do they do tease it off the very uh, very t- uh, start. Like in one of the worlds near where the wizard is, the the worm has gotten out of a cocoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I said I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, cool. I thought. Like, oh, that's a nice little. Uh, nod. Yeah, yeah. That's all they should have done then, mm-hmm. because it's a stupid. Like, because that was one of the kind of the fun, most fun reveals in the in the Shazam stories. Is this. You know, reveal of the fact that ah, oh, this mastermind who's been foiling Shazam and and you know causing all these problems and everything is just a worm. Yeah, and it's a great reveal, but you've given it away now. To and, and later. if you see it, you're like, well, who cares? It's a caterpillar. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't know ha, who ha, it ha. is. Yeah, yeah. The only people who would care about that are idiots like us who and, know these stupid things. And to be things. fair, the Marvel movies sometimes do that, where they'll throw a Thanos at the end. Yeah, yeah. And like have him do like a yeah, such an obscure was, joke yeah. that no one will get. I didn't and know like, who that who's was. That guy. Yeah. I don't know. Look him up when you get home. <laughs> All right. I guess I will. I thought you were going to say what the what the film does, which is the biggest mistake. First of all, is they have an end credit sequence that's almost exactly like Spider Man Homecoming, mm. um, where it's a little bit little bit animated, a little yeah, bit hand drawn. Yeah. Uh, and it's also, again, we've just had Into the Spider-Verse, which also had a mm-hmm. sort of animated yeah, end, yeah, to the yeah. point where we're like, mm, this is how you do it. Yeah. But you have this movie. You then have, in one of the final scenes, Superman shows up as a little cameo. It's a, little, it's a cute cameo. And we're like, ah, well, that's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you could you should have had a little setup more maybe about uh, how Freddy was a big Superman fan. Like he did have Superman's bullet and what have you. And it's like, okay, maybe there's a little something. We could play that a little bit more and then that's payoff. Yeah. But then they have uh, the, the end credits where you see uh, Shazam having fun with the Justice League. He's running against the Flash. He's doing, he's goofing around with Batman. He's mm. having fun with Wonder Woman. Yeah. And uh, so you're showing me a better movie than uh what you just showed me like it's not like you don't have access to the flash yeah like he'll he'll show up to your movie jack yeah just bring him in that's fine if that's the world we're in yeah you know or do some sort of thing where like he's flying by the bat signal like in the movie yeah it's it's all fun stuff you're showing me but do it in the movie (laughs) 
Because <laughs> in the Marvel movie, they would do it. Yeah. They would have the crossover, and yeah. Ant Man would meet the Falcon and they'd do a thing. Yeah. But like in the DC movie, they just show like, oh yeah, here's a thing that could have happened, but we're just gonna draw mm-hmm. it out. And mm-hmm. There you go. Because that's the world they live in, and they're all hanging out and they're having fun now. Like, just do it. Just do the damn thing. It's a big movie. You have infinite money. And by the do way, do the thing. it's just Shazam who's having fun. You don't see any of the other of the other characters. You don't see Mary Marvel or no. Yeah, that's a weird thing too, eh? Wouldn't that have been the ending? Is like all of them having a good time together? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have that's been actually better. exactly right, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like I say. They just. It's like it's like the movie was written by three groups of people who weren't allowed to interact with each other, Hold and they on. just took they shuffled so, it together. Yeah, I'm now even getting even more with the ending stinks. <laughs> the end. Okay, so the whole the whole thing is. Yeah. Uh, Freddie goes. I know Shazam. Uh, he's going to meet me for lunch mm-hmm. and then you know he's not going to meet him for lunch because for reasons because this is what happens in the yeah. movie yeah. so so then uh, at the end gathered around the table are all of his uh, you know all of, all of his uh, brothers and sisters from the foster yeah, home yeah. but you know what they could go outside and they could all say Shazam yeah. and now we've got a whole table full of superheroes yeah. and that's a great ending right that's yeah. great He's not only brought one Captain Mar- <laughs> or Shazam, he's brought all of them. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And everyone knows them because it was at a fair and it was a huge thing. Yeah. And everyone knows them. Mm. So that's that's exciting. And then you're surrounded by your family and they all know and you could all have nice looking things and maybe even put your hands in. How about that? You know what? You set up that, that that's what you do at dinner. Yeah. Now you're at lunch. You could all do it. Yeah. That? No. No. <laughs> no. Just Shazam, Shazam now. Just yeah. Shazam, Shazam. Oh, yeah. and Superman showed up. Yeah. Which is cute. But it's not emotionally satisfying. Yeah. The, the whole family showing up would be emotionally satisfying. Yeah. Ugh! Now I'm looking at that, and that's <laughs> obviously the ending. How did you miss it? Ugh. Anyway. All right. Anything else for this film? No, I think we've I think we've said all we need to say. I just want to say the once again, it's once fun, again, it's a, it, the fun parts are fun. The fun parts are fun. Everyone I doesn't connect. Everyone I've talked to really enjoyed this movie, and and um, you know. Ian obviously liked it less than I did, yeah, and that's and that's all right. That's just how it is. I'm a, I'm a more sensitive sort. I, you are more sensitive, and I, and I have to say that I'm I'm also kind of I think I'm kind of rooting for DC because okay. what I'm wanting from DC sure. is I'm wanting that horror <laughs> superhero movie. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting them to to try to do things like you know, it's not that you can't make good movies, but just don't. Maybe you, you're not going to do what Marvel's doing because you can't. For whatever reason, you drop the ball with the setups of these things. Okay. And maybe you had too many balls. Maybe you had too big of balls. Oh, that sounds really terrible. But but you know what I mean? Like Superman and, and Batman and Wonder Woman are so big. Like, if you were gonna do what you're doing, you you what Marvel had, they they played so well because they had minor characters. And they did these sort of movies that were very emotional, yeah. and Aquaman's really, Aquaman's just made more money than any of those. Yeah, and, and he is definitely he's the minor definitely character. a minor character. He's you, the Iron Man of their universe. You have other minor characters, like you're talking about Blue Beetle uh, a little while ago, and the idea that his character is a guy who actually doesn't have superpowers; he mm-hmm. just pretends he does. That is a great character for a movie. Like, why don't we see that in a movie instead of like? You know, like Superman is fun, but Superman's kind of boring because he's so powerful. Is Superman fun? He's fun in the sense that he's fun in the sense that I well, okay, Superman's not fun. Clark Kent is fun. Mm-hmm. Clark Kent is fun. Everything Clark Kent around Superman and is Lois a lot Lane of fun. is fun. Jimmy but, Olsen is fun. Yeah, Lois Lane is fun. Yeah, Lex Luthor is fun. Perry Perry uh, 
Mason, White, uh, Perry Mason, Perry White. It's yeah. fun. Like those. That's a fun part of the, the the thing. But yeah, Superman is a pill. You know, he's just like he's too much of what he. Uh, you know, he's just too powerful. He's just too. It's yeah. it's boring. He's fun for people to bounce off of. Yeah. The scenes that you like with Superman. Yeah. Other people are reacting to Superman. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you're liking. That's what you like. The, yeah, yeah. The bounce. No, you're right. But it would be way more interesting to have. I don't know. Like these are impossible movies, but the creeper or the the demon or no. But here's the thing: what you've got now is you've got those characters showing up on uh, television. Yeah. So you've got a Doom Patrol television show that's just nuts. You've got like the Titans I, TV I watched show. The first one. Yeah. I didn't know who it was for. No, neither do I. But it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. They've got a Swamp Thing TV show coming okay, up. You know, okay. I think that's where you're going to see those side mm-hmm, characters mm-hmm. Uh, appear. I mean, maybe that, maybe that's the better place for Disney or for Disney for DC. Uh, I don't know. I just feel I just feel like maybe having so having so many advantages, they really they didn't they didn't have to try, you know, or in their minds. Or maybe there's too many cooks. It's a slam dunk. Yeah, we got Superman. It's a slam dunk. We got Batman. It's a slam dunk. We've got. But yeah, you know, there's been more bad Superman movies than good Superman movies. Well, yeah, and there's been, I guess, and I mean, the Batman that we love. Are, it, there's been more bad Batman movies than yeah, good Batman. Yeah, movies. exactly. There's two good Batman movies. Which ones are you counting? Not animated ones. In terms of live action. Which ones are you counting? The Batman Begins and uh, Dark Knight. You're not counting Batman in the in no, the that's 60s? A, that's a, Batman in the 60s. Yeah. The Batman movie? Well, that's all right, I guess. It's pretty it's kind of, good. It's kind of boring. Ah, some days you can't uh, get rid of a bomb. Yeah, that's funny. But <laughs> then you have to sit through like another hour and a half of this like boring... Shark repellent joke's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Frank Gorshin's a good Riddler. I saw one. I was a ki- I saw one as a kid, so probably a lot of it was not that. It kind of went over my head. Okay, maybe I should watch it again. Let's go three ba- three good Batman movies. All right, for you, I'll say three good Batman movies. Okay. But I don't I don't really like the Tim Burton uh, Batman movies that much. All right, I, I don't know. They're just not. Uh, there's good parts to them, but I just feel like overall they're yeah some good some good ideas some good looks yeah some good things yeah. But I think if you talk about casual cruelty, if you went back and watched those movies, oh my you'd gosh. be horrified. Ridiculous. <laughs> be That's horrified. always been the case. This casual cruelty in the Christopher Reeve first Superman movie. Yeah, I guess that's You true. know, the scene that you remember, you know, is such the sweetest scene where he gets the cat down from a tree, uh, oh, gives, yeah. it to the, gives it to the girl, and she's, uh, thank you, and she goes inside and uh, tells her mom about, uh, you know, the flying man, and yeah, uh, yeah. what I tell you about telling lies, <laughs> slap, <laughs> just gets clocked by mom. <laughs> Nice. Wow. That's a different time. It sure was. It was a time time where you could slap a kid who just lost their cat. (laughs) Yeah. That, uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm not going to change, I'm not, even though we, obviously bash this movie i'm not going to change my my like the little grade that i gave it of six out of ten i'm going to just tell i'm going to tell dc you've got a whole bunch of good ideas Mm -hmm. uh use them and 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 just step back from your movie at a certain point and just go so we've got a wizard why are they the good guy Mm -hmm. give me anything yeah yeah. something fill it in yeah yeah what what do you got uh we got we're you know what they need to hire us to come in and read their scripts that's exactly what they need (laughs) but like whatever you set up pay off like and and, they and, pay then, well. and then use everything to its fullest if you can. Yeah. Um, whereas it seems like there was a lot of ideas that they just like it, it felt like a lot of half chewed pieces of gum mm-hmm. that just didn't didn't really get finished and a lot well, of like. You well, know. let me just say um, we had a we had a, a comment from a listener on on uh, the Spider Verse episode, and this was Louise writing, and Louise said uh, mentioned that that the superhero movies do have pre-visualization uh, in the movies. Because I remember I was talking about how I felt like these movies should be better storyboarded. Mm-hmm. 
and I just want to say, I know that they do have previs, previs for, for these movies, but the previs they do for the superhero films is of the CGI. Mm. That's what they previsualize. They don't map out the entire story, the entire story. Like when, when you see a Pixar movie, they put everything on pieces of, like they draw it out. The entire movie is drawn out in front of them. And then they stand there and they take things out and they'll move things around and they'll add things and then they'll leave it alone for a while and they'll come back and look at it again and they'll, They'll question their choices, which is so important to do. You'll question your choices. Why, why is this happening here? Why do we, why is this character doing this? Why does this make sense? Like, and these are all really important things that you need in the film. And I just feel like when, when superhero movies are go through previs, it's not the director and the writers who do that either. It's the, it's the computer graphics people who are doing those previs and they're making the choices mm-hmm. and they're just relying on their, their own ideas of what's good. And they're not necessarily great directors or have great visual ideas or even great story ideas. They're just putting together these kind of almost schlocky, you know, kind of sequences of action stuff, you know, that everyone's seen already a hundred times and they just redo it. Why do you think every movie has a beam going up into the sky? Because it was done before and it's easy to do and it's cheap to do because they already have the mechanics in the system to do beams into the sky. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be in all kinds of different movies, beam to the sky. And that's the problem with having those people doing your previs for you. Have people who aren't involved in the CGI doing the previsualization. Have your writers doing it. Have people working with the writers, putting down, mapping out the movie. And so you can look, stand back and look at it and say, wait, why is the wizard such a dick? Why are these, what, what are the point of these, uh, you know, sin monsters? Like what, why are they even sin monsters? Why are they yeah. just monsters? They don't have to be sent. What know. are we trying to say with this? What yeah, this what does mean? this mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what is that all about? Mm-hmm. And I'd say another thing that, um, again, I keep coming back to the Marvel movies. But I think <laughs> like if you if you think of scenes that you like from the Marvel movies, more often than not, it's not one CGI thing fighting another CGI thing. Yeah. It's a character moment between yeah, two yeah. people. It's, exactly. It's Spider-Man Homecoming where it's, uh, it's uh, Peter Parker in the car with uh, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. And it's like, ooh, it's things like that. And this movie, I think, more than... Man of Steel or Batman v Superman or what have you, it it got it got that those elements right. Like yeah. it's uh, Shazam and the kid like drinking beer, leaving the <laughs> store, spitting out the beer because yeah. it's gross. Yeah, yeah, going back and getting sodas. Yeah, it's like that. That's fine. That's what you want. You yeah. want scenes between them mm-hmm. having fun, yeah. goofing around. Probably not one CGI thing fighting another CGI <laughs> yeah, thing. It's boring because that is honestly, yeah, that's not what people are going to take away from your movie. Even though that's what you're going to spend the most money on mm. and think is the most important. Yeah, but that's not your heart, and that's not what people are going to leave with. Yeah, what's well, what's Make a movie that's not a Marvel movie. With the exception movie. of like a Guardians of the Galaxy, where a CGI raccoon is the best character. <laughs> the talking to a piece of wood. Sure, but you know, animators are really good at making making characters act and yes. perform. So you, you can that's something you can trust. But I'm going to talk about a movie that I really like a lot. Sure, and I think it has a lot of heart in it. That's John Carter, which was a big mm-hmm. failure. And that, but that financially, movie, yeah, financially, but as a as a movie, it's actually a really great movie. And if people out there haven't seen it, I really, I highly yeah, recommend well it. Yeah, well worth a look. And that's a movie with, with fun elements to it, of him like trying to learn how to like even just walk on this planet, sure. of dealing with the aliens of this planet, of falling in love, of the heartbreak of the, of the end of, uh, end of the film. And then the, the, the 
ending of it twist, so great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't want to spoil this movie because yeah. it's not what this movie is about. Or this it, takes, about. it takes you on a nice journey and it uh, yeah. reveals the uh, the fantastical elements yeah. well as well. But it also has these big CGI battle sequences that are dull because there's no sense of risk to them because it's just a lot of stuff moving around really quickly in front of your eyes. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, and whenever I think of that, I always think yeah. of Attack of the Clones where I'm watching a bunch of clone soldiers yeah. fight a bunch of robots <laughs> and I to this day can't tell you who was the good guy in that fight. Yeah, I or, can't. Can or, you? Yeah, I can't remember. Or, but I think also, they're both working for the same guy. But let's add the Jedi Knights into it who are just with absolutely no effort deflecting all the, 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 the uh, laser shots from the robots. Until they don't. You know, it's just until they have a bad day, and then they all I, can't do it no more, and they I don't. They all don't do well. But yeah, but when you have like a, just a big battle between like a robots mm. and a clone, and yeah, yeah, who cares? Yeah, what really. are we doing? Why are we? Why are we all here? Where's the heart in this? Yeah, yeah where's uh, it's spaceships versus yeah. spaceships? Believe me, boom, if boom, you boom, 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 boom. if you watch once again John Carter or whatever, whatever movie, yeah, right. You're not you're not thinking about uh, when you think about like when I think about um, Age of Ultron, a movie I didn't like very much. The scene I think of is the the scene in the farmhouse. That's the best scene in the movie where they're just relaxing and talking with each other and and that's that's a fun sequence. The rest of the movie to me is a bit of a boring drag. Uh yeah, when once infinite ultrons are running at yeah. them <laughs> and they're like, Well yeah. well, who cares? Yeah, who What's, really who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Like I get this does not raise the stakes mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you're no, you're you're correct about that. So, so don't do that, movies. I know you've <laughs> got to have a scene like that. I know in there. you need I it. I understand. It you looks need good that. in the trailer. Yeah, but the Come thing on. and the thing, fighting the thing and the thing, eh, it's not your heart, and that's not what we're gonna leave with. Yeah. Um, but we want to hear what uh, what you think, uh, as Louise commented. Maybe we'll like talk about it in a, f- a future episode. Uh, how will you contact us? Let's let's let you know. Uh, as we said, we do another podcast called Sneaky Dragon, and that is where our website is, sneakydragon.com. If you go there, uh, you'll find this episode, and underneath it, there will be a message board. You can comment directly there. Or other places. Wait, do we have a... I don't know where else we'd, we'd be. Let's go there. Just go there. Or uh, email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Yeah. We have website... We have things for our uh, Sneaky Show, and we, why not... Go there as well. So Sneaky Dragon has a thing on Facebook, uh, Sneaky underscore Dragon on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. and Sneaky uh, Dragon uh, Tumblr. But for the most part, you know, uh, you can go to our you can go to our Facebook page, the Fansplainers. Oh, do we have a Fansplainer uh, Facebook page? By the time this show comes out, we will. Okay, good. I was going to go. Why did I not get invited to this? <laughs> you will. I thought we were family. <laughs> I thought we grabbed the giant stick. I'm taking it all for myself. The, <laughs> the savanna of this show. That's right. Solomon, Hercules. Oh, here's the other thing, you real big quick. Red cheese. Here's another quick thing. Yeah. So, uh, uh, sorry, because we never can end things properly. <laughs> and we've got another podcast to do right after this, and it's late. I'll just tell you that much. Um, okay. So, you have that thing where uh, mm-hmm. the wizard, he doesn't say much, but he does say this. I bestow on you the powers of the wisdom of Solomon, yeah. the strength of Hercules, uh, the endurance of Atlas, uh, the power of Zeus, uh, the bravery of Achilles, and uh, the speed of Mercury. Well, that's yeah. great. Uh, when does any of that kick in? Is there at any point where uh, Shazam is smart? It doesn't seem like his intelligence <laughs> increases at all. No, and right. it seems like he's scared yeah. at, a, at, at a couple of points. So <laughs> where was the old courage, courage. of Achilles? Yeah, yeah. Like what you need then, sorry, again, to, to, I should have talked about this earlier. Uh, you need a thing where like, you know, he's about to go into something and yeah. like Freddy goes, wait, you can't go fight him. No, I'm not scared. You should be scared. Why aren't you scared? I don't know. I just feel... 
like not scared. Mm-hmm. Well, be scared because yeah. that's going to kill you. So don't you you've, you're getting bad signals from whatever this thing is, and uh, also the intelligence. You need him to just like quiet his kid brain enough yeah. to just go. Let me just quietly think for a second. Okay, I got it. And you know, just give himself a moment to catch his thoughts and let himself, uh, you know, use the power of uh, you know his his intelligence, Here, his wisdom. Here's the thing you didn't know about Achilles, though. Achilles was scared shitless, scared shitless, and yet he still did it. That's courage. Good on you, Achilles. Just having, just being, just having. You're too dumb to know that you should be scared, or that you're just well, you're scared. You're, you're numb to fear. Now we're in a different movie, which and this is a smarter movie, and this is the movie that goes, <laughs> uh, "Hey, why aren't I? Why aren't I brave?" It's like, and then you find out, no, Achilles was that, and that's yeah, what he yeah. did. They go yeah. like, "Why aren't I smarter?" And it's just like because you're not giving yourself a chance to think. Yeah, stop. Panicking, yeah. panicking and let your brain yeah. take a deep breath sure. and like let it kick in and oh, it's man. like because use it the same way you're training how to fly lo- use your brain yeah and what you actually would then uh teach like someone oh this is actually his is how you think you've got to like, sit yeah and have just a quiet moment oh, solomon didn't like go flying off into no, trouble he did not. in fact why is the jewish king hanging out with the greek and roman gods anyway that's not that's for another story yeah that's for another uh, tale to tell sure it's multicultural exactly and the seven deadly sins and oh well anyway anyway we'd love to hear from you and uh, we've told you all those things and uh, next time around we'll be talking about another movie which we know what it is but we'll surprise you with it when you'll probably figure it out we've been doing superhero movies what do you think we're going to do next huh that's right The Lone Ranger no we're We're not going to we're not going to do The Lone Ranger why would you even think that that's a pretty good movie actually the Lone Ranger? Yeah. Oh, geez, maybe we have to do The Lone Ranger. And we'll talk about all that. Have we're you not, seen it? We're not doing it next time. I have seen it. We'll talk about <laughs> it next time. Uh, this has been You know bad. what? I, always, I appreciate a movie where I, I'm looking at it and go, I can see all the money on the screen. Yeah, it all went to that bird on his head. <laughs> anyway, hire us, DC. <laughs> uh, I've been Ian Boothby. I've been David Edrick. This has been Fansplainers. Bye. I'm a superhero.